When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. I'm Tracy Koga, with something short and fun. This is a Hue soundbite. So, Sean, I propose that... After tonight, we don't see each other ever again. Are you just saying that, or are you trying to like say the title of the movie? <laughs> no, I'm trying to say the title of the movie. Yes, folks, that is the name of Sean Garrity's new movie. He's back in Winnipeg and shamelessly vlogging this new film. Mm-hmm. I propose <laughs> we never see each other again after tonight. Yeah, and how did you come up with that name? Actually, actually, uh, I used to live in, in South America, uh, many years ago, yeah. and I, I was living there going to film school, mm-hmm. and I met a Canadian backpacker. She was from Vancouver. She was with her fiance, and she said, oh, what are you guys doing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, we're going to a party, so we get together to, have to go to this party, mm-hmm. except at night when she comes to meet me to go to the party, she leaves her fiance in the hotel, Uh-oh. and she was like, he was sick, he wasn't coming. We sit down, and she's like, and I got to tell you, because I feel like I'm never going to see you again, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a backpacker, and you live here, and you're from Winnipeg, and I'm from Vancouver, and she's like, I'm actually having an affair on my fiance. And I went, oh my God. And so we With st- you? No. no, 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 no. And then so we started like just like sharing these like secrets and there was something really liberating about being able to share secrets with a person who you knew mm-hmm. you were never ever going to see again. Well, and I can see that, right? Because there's nothing that will stop you or, or I guess it's a feeling that you'll never get caught. Yeah, well, that's it. You can, <laughs> what right? did you do? You hunted so, her down. No, no I know. I never saw her again. I hope she's okay wherever she is. Vancouver, one assumes. But so I kind of, at the beginning of this movie, I propose we never see each other again after tonight. These two characters, they meet downtown in Winnipeg, and she's had a really hard day, and she's like, hey, let's go for a drink, and I propose we never see each other again after tonight, and so we can just talk about whatever secrets we have, what's ever on our mind. And so that's kind of their first meeting is this really suddenly emotionally intense meeting where they just kind of spill all their darkest secrets to one another. Oh, and then do they get back together in the end? No, no, that's it. It's, it's a five-minute movie. That's, that's the only scene. and that's a, No, I mean, you know, I think, I think in, in Buenos Aires, where I was, yes. it's much easier to say, let's never see each other again. And she goes back to Canada, and I'm still in South America. Winnipeg, maybe not so easy. Okay. And so, okay, let, let's look at uh, your two main characters. Mm-hmm. You've got a Filipino lead lady. I do. And uh, an Anglo-Saxon white male. Now, no, no, that he's, a, he's a Mennonite. He's, oh, oh, I am <laughs> sorry, folks out there, you know, that are listening to this. There is a difference between men. Mennonites and white Anglo-Saxons, so I'm... Yeah, there is, yes. Yes, I don't think Mennonites are neither, I don't think they're either, they're Anglo nor are they Saxon, is is my understanding. Oh, okay, so I've learned something new. Um, But, uh, you know, when I moved back from Toronto, I wanted to make 
like a really Winnipeg movie. Mm -hmm. So I sort of thought, okay, one of them's gonna be Filipino and one of them's gonna be Mennonite and it's gonna end at a big wedding social. Oh, it, so it does, it does. That my final, my climactic scene is at this giant wedding social. Oh, and so they're eating like uh, Filipino noodles yep. and... The lechong, you know, the big, the pig is there. And yep, the whole thing, they're doing line <laughs> dancing. All of that's in the movie. And what is it, salami and uh, rye bread? No, there's none of that. It's a, it's a Filipino social. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so yes, talking about your crew, coming back to Winnipeg, I'm, you know what? You always manage to find hidden gems. I do. And you know what? And I'd like to, if you can see the poster, two of them right here, both of them, it's their first film. For her, it's her first time in front of the camera. And they are amazing. Like, I mean, you've seen, I think, some, some of the stuff, yeah. some of the footage. She's yeah. just, I mean, they both are. They're just both incredible uh, incredibly gifted actor. I hope they stick around Winnipeg. You know, yeah. sometimes really gifted actors they, uh, they they fly the coop. So, how did you find them, especially Hera? The, finding the Filipino actors was tough uh, because I think my suspicion is that there might be a bit of a, a, a circle that they're they're because we don't put a lot of Filipinos in our movies. No, even, see, even though Asians yeah, as a whole, except for you know crazy rich Asians and uh, Parasite. Okay, so <laughs> maybe there is hope. But it's true, and like you know, one in ten Winnipeggers is Filipino. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And so, if really, if you have a movie with more than nine characters, <laughs> how come one of them should be Filipino? Um, and I've been, you know, this is my eighth film, and I've only put a few Filipinos in my movie, so I'm as guilty as anyone else. But I sort of thought, okay, uh, if my lead's going to be Filipino, when she goes back to see her family, like, we're really going to play it like it would play. Yeah. So as I was writing the script, I realized eventually that I needed, like, 15 speaking parts for, you know, Canadians of Filipino heritage. And uh, that was, you know, most casting directors in the city are like, I got five. <laughs> right, like so, well, so. Did you use her family then? <laughs> no, I, I, we really, we really, uh, we looked everywhere. We, the, uh, a lot of the Filipinos in Winnipeg have a, have a Facebook page they go to called the Two O Four Marketplace. <laughs> okay, so we, yeah. we got our mom and dad from there. Uh, Hera is a singer, songwriter as well. So she has a YouTube channel, which is where I found her. Um, we found, and I sat down with, with you know, uh, my Filipino friends, mm -hmm. Stephanie Sai, and yeah. you know, a lot of the actors in the community. Yeah. And I was like, who else is there? Who else do you know? And it was kind of networking and networking and networking. I actually, I even went to a Sisler High School drama teacher and I said, who did you see come through your class who was amazing and then went on to become like a dental hygienist or something? Yes, like, well, Sisler or Maples. Yes, I yeah. Uh, but although I have to say Maples Collegiate have great dance teams there, so, you know. Do you have any dancing in, in this movie at all? Uh, well, it's a social. There's line dancing. Oh, line dancing? Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what was it like coming back home to do the film? It was great. I mean, Winnipeg, even when I was living in Toronto, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, most of the movies that I made, I shot here. Right, so we'd, we'd write them, I mean, you can write them anywhere. So I'd write them just in my apartment or whatever. But uh, we'd come to Winnipeg to shoot them and then we'd take them back to Toronto to, to, to post. To get them edited and yeah. post. Yeah, so about, I mean, what was the experience like for you for this one? I mean, you said it's your eighth film now. It's old hat for you. <laughs> well, it's never quite old hat. Every film <laughs> has a new, yeah, old Duke. Every film has a new sort of challenge, a new uh, coronavirus, whatever yeah. the, the world throws at you, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this one, um, I was very interested in, you know, in a lot of movies, an Aaron Sorkin film um, or, or whatever, people speak in a very concise, almost very poetic way, and the, and the words are very crafted on the page, and a lot of people really love that, David, David Mamet's work, for yeah, example. Yeah. 
I am not one of those people. I kind of, I find it hard to get in. I find it hard to believe I'm watching real people. When, when, when they're talking like yeah, that. Yeah, when everyone's speaking in complete sentences and it's so poetic and beautiful. And it's, you know, I, I have a great admiration for the craft, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I find it hard to become emotionally involved in the story. So in this film, I was very interested in really finding kind of vernacular Winnipeg 2020 English. Uh, you know, and it's, it, it is a thing, like it's yeah. gonna, the film will carry the stamp of this place and this time, and you know, people talk over top of each other and they don't finish their sentences, and I, I'm very interested in, you know, if you sit and listen to people talking in a donut shop or something, nobody speaks in complete sentences. And like, and what is that, what is that moment where they stop talking? Like, what is it they don't say? Well, where do they stop talking, right? And that's right? awkward, right? Like you, when you first meet somebody or whatever, you sit down and you go, how are you doing, how are you doing, and you yak, 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 and then all of a sudden you run out of things to say. Yeah, there's not so much of that. It's more just like, even when you're composing a sentence, I could be like, um, you know, I saw you the other day at the, and you're like, yeah, yeah, at the, with the, you know, right? And we, we speak in a way that's kind of short form mm -hmm. where we don't really feel the need to complete a whole sentence and put a period at the end because that's not the purpose of it. It's the purpose of it is communication. So going back to then your, uh, you know, the, talking about David Mamet and people talking in full sentences and using big words and everything like that and what you like, is there a happy medium or are you just, you're just playing, is that to the masses now, do you think, of the way that you write? Well, I, I hope so. I mean, there is something I think that people will find immediately sort of disarming about this film a little bit mm -hmm. because I don't think a lot of people are used to seeing people talk like this in movies because right. they talk like we talk. Um, and... But I think once you're in, it's, it's kind of like a cold lake, you know, once you're in, it's nice. Um, and, and I really think that there is a higher level of kind of cognition going on when you watch somebody who speaks kind of in the codes that we speak in, right. not something that's kind of written to explain something to an audience, but people not saying everything and not telling you everything and speaking almost more with their eyes and their faces and their gestures. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that people will be more involved in the stories of the characters as a result. Certainly that's been the experience of our, of our test audiences so far. And so do you think you've had like great success because these two actors are new and they're fresh and they haven't been jaded and yeah, they haven't <laughs> gone to, you know, those great acting classes and, you know, just like from watching them in the trailer, there is definitely a chemistry and it's funny and it's quirky and, and everything and, else. And very fresh. I mean, Hard to say. I mean, I've worked with a lot of very experienced actors as well, and that is also a real treat um, in a different way, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, certainly I would, I would say that you're right that the flavor of this movie comes from the style of performances, really authentic performances that feel almost documentary at times. Uh, you know, there was actually one scene on set where, um, yeah, I'm not giving anything away, yeah. but where, where uh, my lead kind of broke down in tears and it was so real that one of my cameras, I actually couldn't use the footage because the camera guy was crying. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding. It was the, so the camera was moving like this because he was weeping Aww. as he was watching her. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so kind of involving. Yeah, and especially like digging out the car, that's involving. If uh, you've ever been to Winnipeg in the winter of minus 50 and 20 feet of snow and your car covered and, you know, the Good Samaritan trying to get you out of there. Yeah, I wanted to start the film with that because I feel that there have been a lot of films. I think Winnipeg filmmakers really work at mythologizing this city mm -hmm. and creating a certain sense of what my Winnipeg is for each director. Right. Um, and so... I, you know, I saw one recently that was a very kind of postcard approach to the city, and I kind of felt like, oh man, I, I really 
that's not how I feel about it. Like, I feel like Winnipeg is strangers who push your car out of the snow, and Winnipeg is like guys who buy a whole bunch of beer and put it on a toboggan and carry it across the St. Bonavis Bridge. And like, you know, like that stuff that when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, 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 that's Winnipeg, all right. Well, that's your magic, Sean. You always manage to, you know, touch on our senses and our hearts. And yeah. may not be my awkward sexual adventure, but I think this one um, is going to be a good one. So, oh, yes. Yes. yes, very yes. good. Yes, it's five stars up from Hugh, anyway. So just to just to let you know. And okay, you did mention coronavirus. So, mm-hmm. what does that hold for? the premieres and getting it out to festivals and everything. Yeah, we'll see. It's extraordinarily bad timing for us. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, we, yeah, we, I mean, we have a contract with Cineplex to show the movie. So as long as Cineplex is open, we will be showing the movie. Um, and, you know, I think as long as people come to the movie and they don't have the virus and they don't turn to the person next to them and say, spit in my face, come on, spit on me, come on. As long as that doesn't happen, we should be good. Yeah. No, no, So, and it does come out March... 20th. March yes. 20th. Look for... Okay. I propose we never see each other again after tonight. There you go, folks. Sean Garrity, right here in Winnipeg. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of ilikehugh.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.